Hello and welcome to Poke Sports, a competitive Pokemon podcast. I'm Mike and I play with one Pokemon on the field in the morning. I'm Kevin. I'm exhausted because it's morning. Hey, everybody. We're, we're doing things a little different now. Uh, Kevin and I were recording in the morning time because uh, Kevin has a, a, a bunch of commitments that makes him unavailable uh, <laughs> at night. And oh, man. And now we have to get used to this. This now is the first time in 200 and what well, feels like 200 episodes. We're, we're not at, at least. Right? Now we're at six, six, six forty-five. 645 645 yeah. episodes okay i believe that That's if we're still like. around by pokesports 645 i mm, is there That's, something i can do what's there something i can do um we can go to the zoo oh uh, let's go to the zoo for episode yeah. 645 live from the zoo we'll buy recorders <laughs> we'll go around to the different animals and we'll compare them to their respective pokemon we can interview them yes <laughs> Wow, that would be a very fun interview. <laughs> Just here, ooh, lo, la, 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 from like <laughs> Ashes Dracovish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ashes Dracovish, we can get one of those right now. Yes, but. Uh, um, Kevin, what a good segue. Thank you. Unfortunately, it doesn't have the anime cry. Now that would have been top. Oh, notch. that would have been so sick. Such Just every one of the Pokemon you send out has like the same cry that they do in the anime. <laughs> Yeah, you can get a bunch of Ashes Pokemon right now. I think uh, this one's running until Thursday, uh, mm-hmm. August 25th. Genjuaga 0882. Yes. Parse through that. <laughs> Genjuaga. The yeah, O looks like is a zero. Yeah, it looks <laughs> like it's a get ready for this one because it has a G and a J. It's got G-A-N-J zero, it looks like. U-A another zero eight eight two that is the code for you to go and get ashes dracovish don't know why why yeah. <laughs> that that is probably not the best it's usually something simple like world's 2022 but with like you know the o's are zeros and the i's are ones but now it's ganjuaga <laughs> Again, Ganjwag0882. Maybe that's the noise that Dragovish makes in game. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> Ganjwaga! Ganjwaga0882. <laughs> now, I, I really want to know what some of uh, Ash's other Pokemon are from this uh, from this, this tournament that's going on right now. I think it's the Masters Tournament, it's called. Well, buddy, I got your back. No. Because I do happen to have them in front of me. Oh. And there's going to be some special codes for them that they have not yet announced from the 11th of August through the end of time. Through September oh my 16th. goodness, I found them too. All right, yeah. let's go. So we got Dracovish Dragonite, which will be available on August 26th. Gengar, available September 2nd. Surfetched, available September 9th. And Lucario, available September 16th. So it looks like the Dragonite is from Iris. That's not actually Ash's Pokemon, I think. Okay. Uh, what were some of the others? Uh, Gengar. Gengar is Ash's. Surfetched, also Ash's. Surfetched is not listed on Bulbapedia, but Bulbapedia might be uh, a Behind. little delayed. And then Lucario. Yeah. Okay. Well, that one's probably, you know what? They're all probably Ash's. I'm probably wrong on that. 
but Iris also has a Dragonite. What I'm seeing on the Bulbapedia site is we've got the quarterfinals going on right now, which has Leon and Elaine Allen. I don't, I don't actually know. Uh, Lance and Diantha, Cynthia and Iris, and Steven and Ash. Which again, just that lineup is like, oh, that's, oh, that's that's nostalgia all the way. You think they have Ash win again? Like he's got to win something. Well, he won the Alola. Was it the Alola? The Al- Alola so. League. That's what people made a big deal about the first time in like twenty five years. Ash won a thing. <laughs> Ash has been competing for so long, and finally won. But I mean, really, as as like world's competitors can can agree with that, though, right? They yeah, can sympathize. Well, yeah, we've all been competing for twenty five years and haven't won yet. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone thinks they're the main character until they hit worlds and then get smacked by Aaron Trailer. So here's the thing. So you know how Ash is still 10? Yes. Does does this mean he's competed in seven different world championships in the span of one year? That's impressive. I mean, I I do know of some 10-year-olds whose parents allow them to do that. (laughs) Ash needs to go to school. (laughs) I mean, really, it's not like he's ever done the same tournament like twice. So it could be said that this is all happening in the span of one year. You know? I guess, yeah. Even like, though it's let's a thousand do episodes again. that are clearly in different days, but sure. Right. Like, <laughs> let's do Kanto again. And then it's like, oh, now we're in what what year did Pokemon come out? 2005. So now we're nah. in the 2006 Kanto tournament. Here we go. <laughs> What's going to happen this time? You're bringing a Dracovish against a Drowsy. And oh, no. Now, Chomp, done. Now I have the unfair advantage. Look at me and my foreign Pokemon. <laughs> Kevin, listen, we have some Q&A from episode 126. We didn't do any Q&A for 126, but we did ask a question. We asked the question of which mythical Pokemon are you most excited for? Okay. I want to talk about some of these. Some, some of these answers are really, really cool. Say, uh, okay. Let me, let me make some guesses. Please do. We're gonna have a lot of Magirin as a lot of Zeroras. Okay. Um, Why Zeroora? Do you think? I don't know. It's 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 cool. Yeah, it's a it's a cat. Yeah. And I think there's gonna be one person that says Jirachi. Okay, so I guess. do not see a lot of those. I see like one Magirna. Wow. Yeah. I guess people aren't excited for that. They're like <laughs> dreading the fact they're worried about it or they're just not thinking VGC. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, so let's let's start right up here at the top. Caleb says Keldeo, the coolest of the Swords of Justice. Keldeo is normally a strong special attacker, but with Dynamax and Justified, you could justify a mixed attacker set. Also gets Icy Wind for speed control. That's mm. true. And you you've had a little experience with Keldeo. How's that been so far? I, I had experience with Keldeo, but I completely put it in the backseat because I didn't have faith in it. Oh, uh, no. It was the Aqua Jet to my Colossal is what it became. Mm. It was the Aqua Jet to the Colossal. I did use it with Icy Wind, so I did run a complete supporter set. It does have Helping Hand. and does have Quick Guard, which is really convenient for, like, Fake Out. So you didn't do anything with Justified at all? No, not yet. Mm. So can we run a beat-up set <laughs> with the Keldeo? How fast is Keldeo? Probably. Keldeo's I just ran I just ran beat up Cabalion and it worked out pretty well. Wow, so you I'm, brought back beat up Cabalion? <laughs> yeah, it was a team by uh Canto Clark. You might have remembered him from uh Yeah. 
the March 2021 call. Yeah. 108. Okay, yeah. I wow. even, can make it happen. 108 speed. The uh, the unfortunate thing is it's a tax that is only 72, so doesn't matter. It doesn't I, matter when it's you when can, it's times, you know, times 3. Yeah, but you could justify using another yeah. one. <laughs> what I mean, is yeah. <laughs> resolute form? It doesn't change stats at all. So what's the point of it? I think you get a different move. Oh. Well, you figure that out. I'm going to read Jackson's here. You get a bigger horn. Ah, yes, of course. Uh, Jackson says, I'm definitely bringing a Victini with White Herb. Grout Encore that leans on Tailwind. Also, Magirna. There's your Magirna. Uh, hey. And Marshadow seem incredibly strong. Marshadow. Is Marshadow incredibly strong? Yes, Marshadow is pretty strong. It's not okay. like game defining, but it's really good. It's funny mm. taking his Asian stats and then smacking him with it. True. Uh, Faye says Victini because I always win. Check the Pokedex. <laughs> and, so, and so I did. I, I opened up Victini's, okay, <laughs> uh, Victini's Pokedex entries. And lo and behold, as one would expect, it says uh, this Pokemon brings victory. It is said that tra- trainers with Victini always win, regardless of the type of encounter. I wish. <laughs> I did use Victini on the channel uh, also. And it was funny because... <laughs> In the introduction of the video, I said, okay, so with Victory Star, I should never miss my Sleep Powders this game. <laughs> game one, turn one, Sleep Powder miss next to Big T. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> I can't use Venusaur. I really can't. I should never touch Venusaur. Wow, you should just not touch grass. This is a, <laughs> a sign for Kevin not to ever touch grass. Uh, here's one from Black to White to when it shares the infinite energy it creates, that being's entire body will be overflowing with power unless that Pokemon is Venusaur. Apparently, yeah. Apparently, unless it's Venusaur. Mm-hmm. And then uh, it it just kind of goes back and forth between those those two entries for the next couple generations. But uh, in White, for whatever reason, Pokemon White, it it came up with this third new entry. That it never used again. It creates an unlimited supply of energy inside its body, which it shares to those who touch it. Ew. Well. <laughs> Hold my so hand. I, so I guess based on Kevin's reaction, Kevin Ew. was the uh, the control group. Yeah, I was for, like, for Pokedex, I, said, I was the one that said, we're never doing that, that one again. <laughs> <laughs> who let this slip? Who let this go through? Because <laughs> Kevin has the mind of a, of a 10 year old at recess. Exactly. Hey, 10 year old is the audience. I mean, you know, <laughs> I guess you're not wrong. Uh, so, Quark, yeah, we're Go getting ahead. and while we're on the topic of Victini, we're getting a Victini distribution at Worlds. So if you need mythical Pokemon, then uh, get wait started for Worlds, and you get a Victini with a Starf Berry. Ooh. Don't actually know what a Starf Berry does, but it's probably not that good since I haven't heard of it. And it's you're all- something you can put in your bag. Yes. And then we ha- we're also getting a Sinistee that holds a Moomoo Milk and has a special move, Celebrate. I mean, this is very That's on amazing. brand for Pokemon, for That's them to amazing. just kind of give a, a theme and an actually good Pokemon. We're in the UK. Here's some tea. <laughs> oh, that's yeah, that's fair. <laughs> oh, I like that a lot, actually. Oh, that's funny. Our only tea Pokemon is a ghost type. Uh, Clark six foot two says, I think zero aura because at least Regilecki will have some competition at that speed tier and the sheer utility the cat provides. 
Definitely not as good as Alecki, but at least we have a choice again. I th- I think Zaraora does things that Alecki doesn't do. Uh, I, I think Snarl a lot, specifically. Yeah, and like having the fastest fake out in the game as well. Base like 142, I think is its at speed stat or something. It's like so, 140 something. That gets me excited for Scarlet and Violet when fake out is supposedly going to be relevant again. Yeah, if they allow Mythics again, though. That's the issue. I know, right? Yeah. But like <laughs> I, I really, really, really want a Ziga Ziga. I really, really want really want um uh the, 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 the series 13 to go really well mm. and for people to love it. Because then Pokemon Company is gonna be like, oh, okay, so Popping in mythicals is an option for us. Let's be, let's do it. Do this again, yeah. Mm-hmm. And now it's not going to be necessarily that hard for people to actually bring them in because, uh, you know, they can just port them in from from home from Sword and Shield. Because over the next little bit, I'm sure we'll be getting codes for for all these mythicals. And Go makes it a lot of, a lot more accessible too. Go does make it very easy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Something I've noticed. <clears throat> is that where you think most people are getting their their mythical Pokemon right now? Meltem um, for sure. But. Yeah, well, I, I think so. I think when looking at a lot of the options, a lot of them have Go as an option for like location. Really? Yeah. Mm, okay. Uh, Lupus says it would be between Victini and Jirachi for me. If more mythicals were allowed in, I'd probably try Darkrai and Shaman as well. I forgot that Shaman was a Pokemon. Uh, I don't think it's in the game. That's probably why. Oh, oh, it's one of those. Yeah, it's one of those. It's it's got dexited. Of course, Lupus would yes. be the, the person to say Jirachi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Shaman and Darkrai would be fun to use. Can't use them because they're not Dark, allowed. But yeah, it, Jirachi. Definitely. Darkrai would have been toxic. But yeah, just scarf Dark Void spam. That's all you got to do. Dark Void, Dark Void, Dark Void. Mm-hmm. It's no other move to use. NJ Trian says uh, Meltan. Meltan is one of my favorite Pokemon. And I respect that okay good luck nj <laughs> why what is meltan stats he said meltan not melmetal oh he did say meltan <laughs> you can't oh wait a second yeah you're right hold on what are meltan stats yeah good luck nj <laughs> okay let's see here it's uh, highest stats, stat base is base 65 <laughs> oh no uh, stat okay. total 300 Let's play. Let's play in NJ's space a little bit. Does okay. it get any supportive moves? He's, I think we're like really making a mountain out of a molehill here. He probably meant Melmetal, but that's okay. So. Let's, let's play in it. No, you know what? I'm down. Let's play with it. Let's you play can click it. T-Wave, mm-hmm. and then you can rest. <laughs> <laughs> you got indoor. You got and sleep j- talk, so you can do a rest talk set. Gyroball for stab. <laughs> Mm. Oh, yeah, that's true, because you're not going to want to use any special attacks because special attack stat is 55. Oh, actually, it gets Thunderbolt. It gets Thunderbolt and Flash Cannon. You and it has Magnet Pull as an ability. So if you really want to trap in those Celestialas, you got them. Oh, you could trap in Zacian's, too. Zacian? Is, Mel- is Meltan the Zacian killer? Probably not the killer. Probably just the... Uh, Zation neutralizer. <laughs> <laughs> the neutralizer. <laughs> All right, let's <laughs> let's move on. Uh, Jirachi, I'm seeing all of them. Some people are just saying straight up all of them. I love that. 
Uh, Victini going to be a good Zacian counter. Do you actually see that? That uh, Victini is a good Zacian counter? I think Victini is a good Calyrex counter. Ooh. A lot more than Zacian counter. Because um, what is Zacian's HP stat? Big. Big? Big. Just big. assume big. Oh, no. It is a Zacian counter. Oh. Its HP stat is 92. So that means you can final Gambit a Zacian and knock it out with Victini. And you oh. could also final Gambit Calyrex Shadow, Calyrex Ice. You can final Gambit in Deities. Anything tanky, Victini can just destroy. Well, also For the people itself. at home and definitely not me, can you tell me what the thing with final Gambit is? Um, you take the user's HP stat, uh-huh. which Victini can max out at level 50 at 310. Not a lot of Pokemon get to 310 because Victini's okay. base 100 all around. Um, you take the HP stat, you deduct it from yourself, and then you deduct it from the opponent. The exact number. Oh, wow. So Victini kills itself and then mm-hmm. goes for and then does 310 HP damage to whoever it targets. Just true damage. Just right. Yeah. Just oh, raw wow. Damage, ignoring okay. anything. So I'm, I'm seeing that it is a fighting type uh, move. Does that mean that it can't hit Calyrex uh, Spectre? I want to say yes. Oh, okay. But I am also not 100% sure. It's also a special move. Don't know why that's even mentioned. It also has 5 PP. Don't know why that's even an option. <laughs> <laughs> you use it once. <laughs> although, although. You can sash yourself and keep If yourself. we ever get a revive move. Mm, mm, maybe. That'd be really cool. Um, all right. Let's keep going here. I'm excited to play with Volcanion and Genesect. You played with Genesect. I'm editing that video right now. You did not <laughs> like it. <laughs> I did not use it. <laughs> right. I couldn't. I couldn't. I'm going to try it again. I'm going to. I'm going to have a, a separate video using that Genesect team again. Hopefully, actually, mm-hmm. get some easier opponents. Right. Uh, yeah. By the time people are listening to this uh, later today, you're going to see a. Uh, a video involving one Nino Pokey Bros uh, in which he, uh, a, a Genesect was used. And uh, you can do with that what you will. Seabass uh, McChop says Gorochu. Hey? <laughs> that one's not in the game. That Hold one's up. not in existence. <laughs> that's the Raichu uh, evolution that's, that never Yeah, came that's to like be. the unreleased Raichu Evo, uh, Evo right? Yeah. Uh, okay, right. Also, Seabass says uh, because it doesn't exist, but one day it might. Also, I'm sorry for breaking you with my last reply, Mike. I'm from the future timeline, and Tony Tony Chopper Ultra Beast isn't in the game yet. I don't fully remember what that was, but it sounded so involved that it was probably something very funny. <laughs> oh yes, that that's it. Yeah, in the last uh, episode before that, Seabass said uh, probably either Tony Tony Chopper Monster Form or Boo. Oh no, Bulukoman. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember. Blue I remember you getting broken. <laughs> I yeah, that broke me. I remember not understanding it. <laughs> <laughs> uh Kevin, we have a new Pokemon in Pokemon Unite. Okay. Finally. Oh yeah. It's about time. It's the third in the trifecta of Pokemon that they were releasing, the first two being Glaceon and mm, Buzzwool. Buzzwool. Yeah. Uh this time it's Tyranitar. Oh boy. Oh yeah. 
Uh, we've been seeing videos about this for the past couple of weeks from people who are playtesting it, and it seemed broken, and yeah. it uh, seems to have continued <laughs> to be broken. So yeah. that's that's been fun. So I have a little bit of a experience playing against the Titar. It's I will preface by saying I play mostly squishy characters. Mm-hmm. Like I play things like Absol and Delphox and etc. Gardevoir. Gardevoir, yeah, very squishy characters. So if they can get on me, I am probably dead. Tyranitar seems very bad as Larvitar and Pupitar to the mm-hmm. point where I would even say that jungle Tyranitar isn't that good simply because you can't offer much to your team in terms of like level five ganks because right. you're still a pupitar and you don't have any good moves. Um, but the second that you stop being a pupitar, <laughs> you do like 2000 damage crits that are spread move and can happen onto multiple Pokemon. Oh no. So it's almost like uh, Timmy says okay this pokemon let's give it let's make it 40 percent more expensive but also give it 40 percent more damage mm, oh yeah no. tyranitar is fourteen thousand coins the most expensive pokemon we've had in unite this far. oh that is very expensive yeah and you can only get maximum like two thousand coins per week so if you really want to commit to a tyranitar you have to give it six weeks of your life like <laughs> yikes Jeez. and i i still uh commit that this game is not necessarily pay to win there are pay to win elements of it but i do, i feel like uh a lot of the things that they introduce are not uh inherently pay to win um however when they go and make a pokemon 1400 14000 coins and you're highly incentivized to go and you know pay for it if you if you want it if you haven't already been playing for a very long time, mm-hmm. uh, that's that's some of the stuff that kind of irks me a bit. I like, think I all Pokemon should be free. Make, they gotta make money. I get it. I will say though, they they do have a shop out right now, twenty percent off on Hollowware on some Pokemon, some of the older Pokemon that came out with the game originally. Um, some clothes that you should never spend money on because they're just cosmetics. I say that, but I buy skins, so I guess I can't. <laughs> no, okay, but there's a difference between the skins and clothes. Like, yeah, clothes the, the only sk- your teammates see. The skins, at least everyone else sees. The skins your teammates see, or sorry, the clothes your teammates see at the loading screen and <laughs> at the lobby screen. Yeah. So it's like, really? Do you care? <laughs> <laughs> the skins, though, you, you see those in-game the whole time. You see mob boss Venusaur stomping down the field. You know, it's it's pretty cool. I can understand that one. I feel but like yeah. United is leaning towards a. Hey. Just buy our see our our 10 month our ten dollar subscription per month, because mm. the more I see these expensive Pokemon coming out and these like exclusive skins and like how pricey some of these skins can get. Yeah. Like I was looking to buy a, a Delphox skin yesterday because it just released, and it's not a special skin. It's not like a, a with a moving background or with anything like that. It's just Delphox wearing a a tuxedo. Oh, it's just classy Delphox. It was twenty dollars. What? Once you converted it, yeah. I'm just like, hold on. Like I used to be able to buy leak skins for like 
I mean, mind you, that was still Anything. 10, 15 bucks. No, they had $5 league skins. Or yeah, yeah, sure, go to the gas station, ones, get some cheap ones. Yeah, fair. Yeah. No, I, I think uh, that isn't so much of a problem. The the issue that I have with it is that you also have to buy the Pokemon. Like, imagine yeah. having to, you know, spend. Oh, I guess you do spend money to get to get characters in League. I don't know. I, I just think everything should be free. Just give me everything for free. It's fine. <laughs> then nobody will have any problems. You'll you'll make your money in some other ways. I'll buy you a coffee. I'll buy you a coffee. <laughs> they don't want one coffee. They want multiple coffees. Exactly. <laughs> buy Duncan for the rest of your life. All right, uh, let's take a look at Tyranitar's abilities. Let's go and see how absolutely, utterly disgusting this thing is. Uh, Tyranitar does, as most Tyranitars do, start out as a Larvitar. Uh, Larvitar gets the passive ability Guts. By the way, this Tyranitar has three different abilities that it gets at different stages of its evolution. So I don't Whoa. know why they decided to get this detailed with Tyranitar. They spent time on this one. They sure did. Uh, Larvitar gets the ability Guts. When Larvitar reaches, uh, receives damage equal to at least 10% of max HP, attack is increased by 30% for three seconds. This ability goes on cooldown after it's triggered. So you know how at the very beginning of the game, when everybody runs down or up to their respective lane, and they kind yeah. of have this like awkward moment where they go toward each other and some people like meet right at the middle. Some people meet at the Audino up at the top or the core fish down at the bottom and, or they like kind of snake around each other and just score a goal and try to score. Yeah. But like most of the time it ends up in some kind of fight. Yes. Larvitar loves that. Yeah. Because The second you take 10% of your max HP, you just go off for three seconds. For three whole seconds. <laughs> so you don't use any of your skills. You get both of your your uh, L and your or your R and your ZR. Uh, you get both of those. And then you just kind of run into the, uh, the opponent. And if they choose to do some damage to you, then you slap them right back. <laughs> Larvatar should always be looking for a fight. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That much I can say. It should always be looking for a fight. Larvatars love battle. Uh, when it evolves into a Pupitar... It gets shed skin because it wouldn't get guts anymore. That would be weird. Uh, when Pupitar receives damage equal to at least 10% of max HP, all of status conditions are nullified and Pupitar is granted a shield worth 10% max HP. So you just kind of get that HP back. This ability goes on cooldown after it's triggered for 40 seconds. It's a big cooldown. That's a big cooldown. You're using that maybe like three or four times before you're a Tyranitar. When does it evolve? Oh, level nine. Level okay. nine. Yeah. Uh, and then when it does evolve, it becomes Tyranitar, uh, gets the passive ability Sandstream, in which it summons a sandstorm around Tyranitar for three seconds after using a move. This sandstorm increases defense and special defense by, get this, 65%. I understand the problem now. For three seconds. It hurts too much and doesn't die doesn't die and it deals damage to nearby enemies every 0.5 seconds so this is this passive Up to ability seven like, ticks oh my actively goodness. does damage this passive ability actively does damage for seven ticks so you at mm -hmm. least oh my goodness so if you're around tyranitar and it's spacing out its abilities because they can use them every like what eight seconds ten seconds uh they're just constantly going to have Sandstorm up 
they're always going to have plus 65% defense and special defense. And, and it's, it's going to be wrecking you. And it takes 20% of your attack. And then you multiply your level by 2 minus 1 plus 30. That's a that's a lot for just tick damage, though. Yeah, that's what is tar- Okay, what is Tarantar's stats at level 9 when it evolves? It has 279 attack. That's assuming you don't have any, like, muscle band or damage boosting I- items. Okay. I forgot the number I just said. Uh, 279. <laughs> <laughs> so 279 uh two times eight 16 279 see i uh, don't know how the numbers lot, actually big work. number super yeah. scary number don't like I've, I've never i've never actually calced out anything so even the number uh number damage that this would do would make absolutely no sense to me at level one it's 60 damage okay. per five seconds but you're never going to be at level one right okay uh, let's move into the moves here. We've got uh, either bite or rock polish. Rather, we've got bite and rock polish. Uh, bite uh, just deals damage in front of the, the user. If the enemy HP is below a set percentage or falls below that percentage as a result of this move, they become they become unable to move for a short time. The bite flinch. The bite flinches. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Uh, And then rock polish is move number two. You charge ahead in the designated direction, dealing damage to any enemy's head. If this move hits an enemy, attack is increased by 15% for three seconds. So that is your engage move. You use that to get in as Larvitar. Uh, The enemy panics and they're like, oh, you use all the moves on you. Tackle, bubble, vine whip. Uh, And then you lose. Yeah, big rock. You lose 10% of your HP. You get that attack boost and then you bite. And then bite flinches, and then you just wail on them. And there's easy, a easy. there's a little bit of a synergy here because bite scales with your attack. So the the idea is to just do rock polish first, get the increase of fifteen percent, and then bite uses one forty six percent of your attack. That's yeah, that's a lot. And then you yeah. pair that with guts, and you get that thirty percent attack boost. Like Larvitar is already doing, like yeah. crazy. It, it seems like Larvitar is pretty good. Pupitar's pretty poop and then <laughs> you got t-tar which is disgusting yeah right turns into poopitar uh bite either turns into dark pulse or stone edge dark pulse exhales a mist of darkness in a horizontal sweeping direction all right come on uh dealing damage to any enemy hit if the remaining hp of an enemy hit by this move falls below a certain percentage they become unable to move for a short time same kind of thing it, it flinches them if this move hits an enemy again within a set amount of time, it deals additional damage. If this move is used while Tyranitar's piercing strength has been increased by ancient power, okay, uh, damage dealt will ignore enemy defense and shield effects for a longer duration. I don't know if this is the move that people are using. I'm pretty sure it's the other one, Stone Edge, but uh, that still sounds pretty ridiculous. I've seen both. I've seen people try both of them. So oh, no. I- I think it hasn't been determined which is better yet. I guess we could check game eight, which typically has a best build. Mm-hmm. But also, if it's that close, that makes Tyranitar even more dangerous. Yeah, like, there are some Pokemon knowing. which there are some Pokemon which like you definitely know which one you want to be using. Like for Glaceon, when that one came out, like everyone was like, okay, let's use just Icicle Spear and Ice Shard. That's it. Yeah, those are the two best ones. Those are just the like, two you want to use. 
But with Tyranitar, it's like, do I want to use Dark Pulse? Do I want to use Stone Edge? I'm not sure. They're both really good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then at level 11, it reduces the move school okay, by like one second. Dark Pulse and Ancient Power with Muscle Band, Weakness Policy, and Focus Band is currently listed as the best build. Okay. Interesting. So all of the videos that I saw uh, for Tyranitar's like early beta demonstration was using Stone Edge and uh, probably Sand Tomb. Those are still pretty scary. (laughs) Yeah, I can imagine. Uh, Let's get into Stone Edge then. Stone Edge is the other thing that bike can turn into. Deals damage to enemies in a 90 degree cone, dealing more damage the closer the enemies are to the user. Uh, This move can be used up to three times with the cone widening to 135 and 180 degrees. So I guess every time you use it, the cone widens a little bit. Okay. And at 180 degrees, like think about a circle. Half of that circle. That's half of a circle. Yeah. Yeah. So it just does that in front of Tyranitar. If you're facing in the right direction, you're good. Yeah. So, I mean, that does a lot of damage. It doesn't have any synergy with the other moves as of yet, like like Dark Pulse does. But, uh, I mean, we'll see what Sandtune does. Maybe it does there, too. Uh, So Rock Polish. And to remind you, Rock Polish is the dash ahead that increases your attack by 15% can either turn into Ancient Power or Sand Tomb. Ancient Power at level 9. Uh, charge Power before releasing a Shockwave. Kind of like uh, Duraludon. Oh, Duraludon okay. has, a, has a charge move like that. Uh, the Shockwave deals damage to nearby enemies and leaves them, up, leaves them unable to act for a short time. While charging Power, Tyranitar becomes resistant to hindrances. Movement Yikes. speed is increased by 30%, and Tyranitar gains a shield, stacking up to three times. What? If any enemies are hit by the shockwave, piercing strength increases, allowing Tyranitar's damage dealt to ignore enemy defense and shield effects for a set time. If this move hits an enemy, a second shockwave can be released in front of Tyranitar, dealing damage to enemies and decreasing their movement speed by 30% for two seconds. If this shockwave hits successfully, Tyranitar is granted another shield. This <laughs> The strength of this shield increases for each enemy hit, capping at three stacks why and you want to know what's even funnier these shields scale with your attack stat oh (laughs) good the first one is 74 percent of your attack the second one is 100 percent of your attack the third one is 74 percent of your attack again and then the additional one is 120 percent of your attack come on Uh, and you know what's funny is that since your attack no, this is just not okay. This no. is the same problem as Dynamax. It does way too many things. Mm-hmm. It's you, the same problem as Dynamax. It's the same problem as Zapdos. Yeah. I think I, I think Zapdos does too many things. I think Dynamax does too many things. And now I think Tyranitar does too many things. <laughs> we didn't even read the last ability yet. I don't no. even know what this ult is. I just died before I get to it. <laughs> <laughs> I never get to see him use it. I'm gray screened. Uh, Santum at level nine is the other thing that uh, Rock Polish can turn into. Leap in a designated direction. Weird the Tyranitar can leap, dealing damage to any enemy's hit and leaving them unable to act for a short time. When Tyranitar lands, the shock from landing uh, creates a cloud of dust at the point of impact, dealing damage over time and decreasing movement speed of enemies hit by 25% for one second within the area. If this move is used again while Tyranitar is in the cloud of dust, damage taken is reduced by 25%. 
Tyranitar ignores the defense and shield effects of enemies, and enemies pulled in front of Tyranitar will be pulled closer. Uh, and then at level 13, it increases the length of time the Cloud of Dust remains at the point of impact. Yeah, but that doesn't grant you four shields. No, it doesn't gra- grant you four shields. And that's that's <laughs> kind of the the problem there, isn't it? Yeah, like, use the other one. It doesn't... <laughs> that's all I gotta say. Just use the other one. Just in terms shields, of reading time. Yeah. Ancient movement power wins. speed. What else do you get? Hit resistance to hindrances? Yeah. You, you get a one. little bit of extra defense with Sandtomb, but I mean, you get defense from your passive anyway. Remember, Sandstream, anytime you use an ability, uh, you get an increase of uh, 65% in your defense and special defense. So it's like, if you can get defense anyway, build full attack, use the uh, moves that do the most damage, and just be that. <laughs> Be that. Be that. Be the one. <laughs> All right. And so here's its Unite move. And again, Pokemon Unite has a very uh, special ability, a very unique ability to create the scariest sounding Unite moves that I've ever heard for, like for Ultra Pokemon. Swole slam. <laughs> like Ultra Swole Slam. Uh, Tyranitar's Unite move is Tyrannical Rampage. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, unlocks at level nine, explode with anger and go on a Arr! rampage, Arr! increasing movement speed for 10 seconds. If Tyranitar is affected by a hindrance effect, Tyranitar will return to normal faster than usual. Oh, and then in brackets, Unite DB says 50% tenacity. All right, you're using my terms. Uh, while rampaging, basic attack pattern changes and deals increased damage. All right. If the HP of an enemy hit by these basic attacks is below 20%, it is immediately knocked out. So, oh, so that's what I hate. That's yeah. the thing that I don't like. Mm-hmm. It has that's an the 2000 damage that I have. Yeah. Wait, all it has to do is get me below 20%. It has to get you below 20% and punch you. Dude, it gets me below 20% in one, in one hit. Mm-hmm. That needs to be changed. Execute yeah. should be like 10%, 5%, not 20. <laughs> That's only a fifth of my health it has to do. It has to leave me at. Yeah. That's so it's okay. it's a very, very strong Pokemon. And again, uh, my personal opinion, just looking at this, build full attack. Just yeah. any any move that any item that you have that, that can add attack to this thing. Uh, build that your emblems you're gonna want to put attack uh, modifiers on that maybe some movement speed maybe some cooldown reduction uh but th- you might be tempted to put a little bit of defense or special defense on that don't need i it. don't think you need to i no. definitely don't think you need to you like just, any one of your abilities increase your defense already so just focus on the things that can take out other pokemon faster yeah i think i would just do black emblems and which ones attack the brown ones i think brown yeah yeah so just do f- full of those doesn't matter what your stats are just throw oh boy there yeah that's wild this is this is this has to get nerfed the next patch right like this can't this can't be light in the game like for this long <laughs> this this can't be allowed you know they banned um glaceon tyrantor isn't being allowed at worlds but they also right. banned glaceon for for worlds interesting yeah. I don't know why. I think because do they, they ban Buzzwole as well? I'm not sure. I, I know mm. they banned Glaceon because of 
it was like an agreement that it just does too much damage if like you get the icicle spear or whatever it is to like build crit or something because the icicle spear can crit for some reason so there's like a crit build that is very toxic that they were just like yeah no interesting that's really interesting i mean you know what solves this is a is a pick ban (laughs) i think they have one but oh, for competitive yeah. play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For competitive play only. They don't have one for in-game ranked. Oh which my they I should. Cannot. They have enough Pokemon now to have a pick ban phase. I cannot wait to see the world's broadcast for for Unite. I'm I'm so curious how like the official Pokemon company is gonna handle uh Amoa. Yeah. It was just grassroots until then. Yeah. And you better believe, folks, that we are going to be uh talking about worlds next week as that is happening what like right now as we speak no everyone's traveling there it happens the 18th which i believe is thursday ah yes okay it happens so another to, it couple starts tomorrow there for you go. guys yes all right uh let's move on speaking of worlds uh something was released on monday august 19th 2022 year luigi uh in preparation for the 2022 pokemon vgc world championships uh pokemon held a round table with aaron trailer marcus statter and aaron zhang all very respected people in in the pokemon community all people who have you know uh by their own merit you know gone very far competed at the highest level Yeah. yeah um they were joined by Chris Shepard from Pokemon.com, and they were just kind of talking about, you know, what Worlds is going to be like, what Pokemon is like right now, state of Pokemon, state of the game, uh, and whatnot. So I, I thought that maybe we could go through some of these questions, uh, kind of answer them in our own way, and then see how Statter Trailer and Zhang uh, answered them as well. So, Kevin, our Hello. first question over here that Shepard asked said, uh, it's actually looking back. What happened at the 2022 uh, North America International Championships that will shape what we should expect at Worlds? So both of us were at NAIC. Yeah. We got to see some of what was going on there. What kind of things did you notice at NAIC that we might be seeing at Worlds? Um, there was a surge in Evil Dawn teams. There was mm. also a surge in Kyogre and Calyrex Shadow teams. I think people are... Um, also straying towards using Cartana. I honestly haven't been playing too much Series 12, so I haven't... I don't actually know how the meta has shifted since right. the uh, American Internationals. But yeah, I could still expect to see those two, at least those kinds of archetypes. It's definitely going to be a Rain or Sun or Zacian Calyrex Shadow plus a Water type. <laughs> that, right. That's typically the three archetypes that are happening right now. Yeah, and I think uh, Marcus Marcus Statter kind of echoed that a little bit, saying that uh, they earlier they had discussed how they how some really unconventional teams might come out on top at NAIC, but that didn't really happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty much all of the his words, pretty much all of the top eight teams were well established or known before the event. So all of those Pokemon that you already uh, listed there, Kartana, Kyogre, Groudon, whatnot, uh, those are all Pokemon that we expect to be in or close to the the top Pokemon on top teams. Mm-hmm. We didn't really see any, you know, uh, 
weird Pokemon show up at NEIC. People played it safe. Yeah, and people are going to play it safe for Worlds, too. You're not going to... You might see, like, a random pocket pick, but, like, mm-hmm. it's not going to be... You'd have to get lucky to see it in top eight, right? Yeah. By now, people know what Series 12 is. They know how to play it. They know how to play against it. They're just going to keep it safe and try to win that way, which is the smartest way to do it. You can't fault them for that. Mm-hmm. Aaron Trailer says, in my opinion, NEIC is one uh, is the one tournament in the year where players are most likely to play it safely, uh, especially with the regional championships event the week before NEIC this year. There wasn't really time to innovate something new and amazing. So this is, again, talking about the people who go to every one of these tournaments and like really yeah. treat it as <laughs> as a full circuit. Um, I mean, NAIC, you see a lot more people than you than you would these regional championships. So the, you know, Venn diagram of people who went to the tournament the week before and, you know, went to NAIC isn't isn't as big as one would think. But yeah, uh, certainly, yeah, like people are looking to that regional championship to see like, okay, what are people bringing? What do I Mm -hmm. need to, you know, uh, build against whatnot? Uh, but Statter did say that the Jip, the Japan Nationals uh, had so many unconventional teams, and for a moment it felt like everything was viable at the highest level. Now I feel like the narrative has changed again, and I kind of agree with that. Yeah. We also have to realize, though, the Japanese Nationals, the players that were brought into it, were determined through online events and were determined through mm. best-of-one tournaments. So I'm not trying to say that no, that's it's a really less good point. competitive. I'm just trying to say that you're going to have a larger sample size because, you know, best of one is completely different skill set than the best of three. Right. Yeah, no, totally. If you if yeah. you have a tournament full of people who, you know, beat their way past best of ones. Yeah, you could have just cheesed your way to the top, theoretically, right? You could cheese or you could, like, do unexpected strategies, uh, things that if you play against at least once, you'll at least know how to how to play against it for the second game. Mm. So things that are a little less consistent overall that maybe if you practice on, say, showdown, uh, you won't like the, the, the your hit rate is a lot lower. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to the next question. Shepard says, uh, Aaron Trailer, you mentioned needing time to innovate between bigger events. Can we expect teams to be pretty different with two months between NAIC and Worlds? And we kind of already talked about that. How I, it's it's probably going to be kept safe. It's probably not going to change too much. I feel like the meta is figured out after like how many months in are we? Or like feels like 12. Yeah, it, we've been playing Series 12 for quite a while. Yeah. Um I feel like people have figured it out. I feel like there's not a lot more room to explore, but I could always be wrong, right? I I mean, honestly, yeah, I would love to see a new Pokemon come out on top it, at at Worlds, but I, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think that's the focus. Uh, it's not a negative thing that, like, that we're not going to see a ton of innovation. It's the fact that, like, we know what's good right now, and we're going to... Not rather than innovate the Pokemon that we use, innovate the way that we use them. Uh, yeah. So we might see a couple new moves, or we might see certain moves that we wouldn't see used against certain Pokemon be used. I think that's uh, a lot more likely. Yeah, just yeah. certain moves getting changed around, like um, Protect on Ensign or Focus Sash on Ensign has become popular ever since NAIC. Mm-hmm. Um, 
people running Protect on Venusaur so that you can't just fake it out on the first turn and, you know, try to stop the Sleep Powder. Venusaur just clicks Protect, and that way you can't one-shot it, and you could always Sleep Powder your opponent the next turn. Uh, things like that, I think, have a higher chance of getting changed than, you know, a random Pokemon enter the metagame. And then, then people can always har- uh, go back to saying, well, Pachirisu won Worlds in 2014. That was the first meta right that was the first right. year of that game legends were not allowed that 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 then i could say sure you can innovate at worlds because mm-hmm. it's you're you have a limited pokemon pool to play with right now your option is everything so it's like <laughs> do you bring polytoad or do you bring kyogre <laughs> you bring Kyogre. You bring the Kyogre. Yeah, exactly. There, there's just no reason to ever bring Polytoad above Kyogre. <laughs> yeah, uh, Zhang says. Uh, I think you need to be careful with innovation. You have to find the balance between finding something that's truly special and something that gives you a good edge against most of the field. Which, mm-hmm. in a, I, I agree with and disagree with, and maybe I'm pulling that out of context a little bit, but. Uh, I think that when it comes to to innovation, it's not just dealing with what you have on the field. It's it's what you have dealing with uh, both in the back and in the back of your your opponent's um, six Pokemon that they're bringing. Yeah, because when you're looking at that in team select, uh, like you need to choose Pokemon that can deal with a large enough number of those Pokemon uh, that you know whether they bring it or not, you are ready for the presence or the absence of of those pokemon Mm -hmm. yeah i get that Uh, yeah let's move on to the next one uh it sounds like simple preparation for matchups is more important uh than coming up with something unconventional let me say that again so that i understand that it sounds like simple preparation for matchups is more important than coming up with something unconventional flowcharts is more important than just say hey i want to bring a needle king to worlds wish me luck Right. Yeah. Satter says, in my opinion, a great approach for worlds is to find a subtle idea that others might not see coming and be fully prepared to face any type of team while focusing on the most important team compositions. I agree with that really hard. Yeah. Yeah. If you're not ready for Zacian and Kyogre, you are going to lose to Zacian mm. and Kyogre. And the, 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 the way that I interpret this is Find something special, mm-hmm. but make sure that special thing is prepared for everything. Don't right. just be like, hey, I'm going to bring Toxapex because Toxapex is really good intization. Uh, make sure that Toxapex is good intization and then know how to fight into Ogre and know how to fight into Thunderous and know how to fight into Groudon and know how to fight into Evil Tall. You yeah. know, it's don't just bring a Pokemon to bring a Pokemon because it's good against one Pokemon. You have to prepare for every single Pokemon, every single matchup. The cool thing about Pokemon is one of the cool things about Pokemon is that uh, each Pokemon kind of links to another Pokemon in some kind of way. Like a Toxapex is really good because of its typing and its defense stat and its move pool. But there are some Pokemon that have the same kind of high defense stat and the same kind of interesting typing, but maybe it's move pool is a little different Uh, or a Pokemon whose move pool is, is rather similar and its defense is a little different, but 
it's typing still really cool. Like as you're practicing with these Pokemon and for your example, he has Toxapex. Uh, if you find that, okay, good. This, this Toxapex is really, is really good against the station, but it's not so good against this other Pokemon. You can yeah. find another Pokemon that does do well against Zation and does well against that other Pokemon because mm -hmm. the variety is, is there. Yeah. You have 900 choices. Yes, exactly. <laughs> An ever expanding list of, of more choices. choices. Mm -hmm. And even still like the Pokemon that, that come out every generation, uh, they are not the exact same Pokemon as the ones from prior generations. So mm -hmm. even if we get like a, a big old Dexit, and you can only use like 600 of the 900 available Pokemon. You like the, it's still a completely different game with an additional 100 Pokemon added that generation that are, you know, are a little bit different. Mm -hmm. Anyway, uh, let's do one more. Uh, do, 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 do. I don't want to talk about repeat winners. I want to see new people. I love all the predictions, uh, but I really love just how many different people and Pokemon there are to watch for. Uh, let's finish with what is the one big thing that viewers of the stream should watch for? What do you think the, the biggest thing that the viewers should be watching for? Um, in terms of gameplay? Yeah. Uh, I think when watching worlds or when watching a high level competitive event the best way to practice at least the way that i see is to try to predict what the moves are going to be before they happen mm. and then the thing is most of the time you will be wrong because these yeah. high level players have already thought of that potential turn have already each found a counter to each other's counter and have done something completely different right it's like you never really know what's coming with these high competitive matches sometimes. Like, we see things like Dynamax Whim just to change terrain, just because you're like, okay, I don't really need a Dynamax this game. What I really need is for this terrain to go away so I could sport, so I can not get spored this turn. And then right. if I don't get spored, I could just click Glacial Lance and I'll be okay. Um, so, just kind of that thought process is just a lot of things that some people don't consider my favorite to see is like when they oblivion wing themselves just to live an extra turn or just like yeah. things like that or just like okay you know you're predicting a double protect so you just smack yourself so you don't die to like <laughs> residual charizard wildfire or something um yeah just try to predict what they're gonna do and then just realize how wrong you are and then right. that's how you can improve I'm a big fan of seeing those face cams that uh, Pokemon Company does. They yeah. they have the little uh, faces at the top left and top right. Uh, and any time that something like that happens, like someone self oblivion wings, uh, and the other person's just like, "Oh no, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't think of that." And just like the you you feel their face just like sink. And having <laughs> competed at tournaments, I know exactly how they feel. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, Statter says the energy for all those players. This is it. The main event, the, the first world champions in three years. Uh, everyone will give their best and everyone cares so much about this tournament. Yeah. Well said. Uh, mm -hmm. Trailer says, uh, no, I would say the unique way the players battle and pilot their teams. Like you were saying, uh, world's battles are always the best of the season. Enjoy them. Uh, and I agree with that. These, this is, these are probably the best games of Pokemon that you're going to watch all year. Mm hmm. Yeah, I do also think like 
something that we should also look out for is seeing how these analysts do. I'm curious what uh, this is going yes. to to be like, right? Because I know what like league analysts do, and I know what they accomplish. They're they're pretty much. I don't want to say there to fill the gap, but they're there to fill the gap with useful information because there right. is space between games. There's more space between games in Pokemon than League of Legends. I feel like League of Legends, you can kind of just play a game, then get right back into the game right after. They're there um, to guide the viewers through the through the tournaments because yeah. the, the people who are playing arguably know more about the game than anybody else. Yeah. So VGC like, is hard. VGC so is hard. Explain yeah. it to us. That's good. It helps onboard people to the game while while they're watching. It, it does depend on how they do it, though. That, I, I just yes. I want it to work and I want it to be good. But I'm also very scared that this is the first time they've done it and they won't know how to do it. Right. Because they can go kind of a couple different directions here. Yeah. They could either go the, OK, this is how I teach someone how to play Pokemon route, which some people will enjoy, but other people are like, no, come on. I, I know more than this. <laughs> this is a base stat. Right, exactly. <laughs> like this is what the difference between attack and special attack is. This like, is no, super we don't... effective against this. <laughs> right, right. But like, uh, I don't know. There's there's a level of deep that is just yeah. good enough, and there is definitely a level that is too deep on the other side of that spectrum. Yes, yeah. You don't want and to it's intimidate. Very people. easy. Yeah, yeah. it's very easy to intimidate people out of out of uh, enjoying it. Mm -hmm. So hopefully that doesn't happen. Uh, anyway. We will talk about more of how Worlds went after it actually happens. Of course, we will be watching it this weekend. We hope that you are as well. Uh, and folks, that is going to be the end of our uh, episode today. Again, hope you enjoyed it. Uh, go on over to pokesports.org to go and see all of the Pokesports stuff that we've got going on. Or if you need one place to go right now, go on, go on over to uh, youtube.com slash Pokesports because later today or later when this episode is released uh there will be a new video that involves both kevin and nino pokey bros so uh go and check that out it's a very fun one also i don't think we mentioned this on the podcast yet we are planning on running a series 13 patreon tournament mm -hmm. starting the month of september so if you're interested in playing some series 13 with some pretty cool people month-long event sign up on patreon Yep, that's patreon.com slash pokesports. Signups and more information will be released later in the month, by the way. Absolutely. All right. Well, uh, with that, we are going to head out. Thank you all for listening, and we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Toodaloo. Toodaloo.